Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'm gonna share with you something that may or may not ruffle your feathers, depending on how you teach the alphabet. So if you are an early childhood teacher or a parent of a little one, I'm sure you've seen this talked about before online, on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook. It's called Letter of the Week. Now, Letter of the Week is a way to teach the alphabet where you introduce one letter per week to your students. So during that week, you would do a lot of activities with that letter. Maybe you would have your students dress in a color that starts with that letter, or serve snacks that start with that letter, or read books or do crafts that have to do with that letter. Some teachers even like to have parents send in something into the classroom for show and tell that starts with that letter. So that whole week is dedicated to that letter. And then the week ends, you start the next week and you go into a brand new letter and you do it all over again with the brand new letter. That's letter of the week. If you search for letter of the week on Pinterest or on Instagram, online, there are so many resources dedicated to it because teachers and parents thought, this is great. This is gonna help my little one learn the alphabet. Well, in reality, letter of the week does not work. It's not supported by research and it's an outdated approach. It is not something we should be teaching to our little ones in our classrooms or at home anymore. So this video is going to cover why letter of the week doesn't work. And it's also going to cover what you could do instead, instead of letter of the week, how you could replace it to teach the alphabet to your little ones. So let's get started. All right, let's talk about five reasons that letter of the week doesn't work. Reason number one, it is just too, too long to get through the entire alphabet. There are 26 letters in the alphabet. And if you took one week for every letter, that would take you 26 weeks. Of course, there are vacations and shorter weeks and special events, so it's probably gonna take even longer than that. We start school in August, and if I count from August 26 weeks forward, that takes us all the way to February. That would mean my little ones wouldn't learn the entire alphabet until almost the end of the school year. It is just too long to do one letter per week. Not to mention, we're doing a letter for a whole week, we're not taking into account if our students already know that letter or are comfortable with that letter. Every letter gets the exact same amount of instruction, which actually doesn't make sense. If my entire class is comfortable with a letter, why am I spending as much time on this letter as I am with a letter that they don't know? Also, the vowels are so, so crucial for our little ones in terms of reading and spelling, and we wanna make sure we're focusing on those even more since they're so tricky, since the sounds are very similar. But letter of the week 
doesn't offer me a chance to spend more time on one letter than another, every letter gets one week. It's too long and it doesn't make sense to take that long for each letter. The second reason is that letter of the week is usually taught in an alphabetical order format. So you start with A, then next week you do B, the next week you do C, all the way until you get to Z. Now, alphabetical order is one way you can teach the order of the letters, but that is not the only way. And in fact, I prefer lots of different ways instead of teaching in alphabetical order to make sure that my students are really understanding the alphabet and not just memorizing the alphabet song. So letter of the week really locks us into this format, this order that is so unnecessary. We're gonna talk in a little bit about the different ways that we can teach the letters and the different cycles and orders we can use instead of just alphabetical order. Number three is that letter of the week really focuses on the letter, the letter name. A lot of teachers will think about the letter name, for example, A, and all of their activities are based around that letter and the letter name. So they might be talking about alligators and acorns, even though alligator and acorn have different sounds at the beginning of the letter. They're really focused on the letter name and not the sound. So research is really showing us letter names are important, but also matching it to letter sounds. That's the alphabetic principle. So letter of the week really leaves behind the focus on the sound and really focuses on that letter in a way that doesn't make sense for our little ones. Our little ones are not as comfortable knowing that some letters represent different sounds. So when we're presenting them with information that A can represent alligator and A can represent acorn, it's both the letter A, it's very confusing to them. The fourth reason that letter of the week is not the best choice is that it's usually done whole group. So the entire class is focused on the same letter for the whole week. And then the next week, the entire class is focused on the next letter for the whole week. It really doesn't take into account what students already know and where they need to work. So in letter of the week, you might have a small group with one group working on more advanced skills with that letter and one group getting a little bit more support with that letter, but they're all still working on the same letter. And that really doesn't make sense. If a child already knows the letter name and the sound represented by that letter, they really need to be moving on to letters and sounds they don't know or to be doing more advanced work if they're ready for blending, reading, segmenting, and spelling words. They really need to be hitting those milestones instead of being held back by the letter of the week approach. And similarly, if a child is not ready to move on because they're really struggling with certain letters or sounds or understanding the alphabetic principle, there needs to be flexibility for them. So small group instruction for alphabet and for literacy knowledge is so important to help our little ones get to the goals that we have for them, for each individual child, so that it's differentiated. And in a letter of a week approach, it's not differentiated. Everybody does the same letter every week without any flexibility for change. And the fifth reason that letter of the week is simply not the best approach for our little ones is that it's really rooted in print to speech. Now I have other videos about this topic that I will link down below, but basically a print to speech approach is really focusing on the letter, the shape of the letter, the name of the letter, and then you talk about the sound of the letter, but it's really all focused on the letter. 
in the speech to print approach, you are focusing on the sound first. So you're focusing on how to form that sound. What is your mouth doing and your tongue? Is your voice box on or off when you make that sound? You have little ones look in the mirror and really focus on forming the sound. Then you show them which printed letter represents that sound. And you really focus on the fact that the letter represents the sound. It spells the sound. It doesn't make the sound because letters can't make sounds. It really is rooted in the alphabetic principle, knowing that speech is represented by print. It's a different philosophy and letter of the week just does not follow that philosophy. Letter of the week is so much more focused on the shape of the letter, the printed letter, than it is the sound. And that's one of the reasons that it is out. Okay, so you may be thinking, all right, Erin, you've told us all the reasons letter of the week doesn't work, but what should we do instead? How should we teach the alphabet to our little ones, either in our classrooms or at home? Well, I have three tips for you on what you can do instead of letter of the week that is gonna be much more effective and it's gonna help your little ones really understand the alphabetic principle, understand all of their letters and sounds and be ready to read. So my first tip for you is that instead of teaching one letter a week, try teaching one letter per day. Or if you feel like that's too fast, you can teach them in cycles. So maybe you could teach three letters or four letters per week, depending on the speed of your little ones. This is gonna help you get through the alphabet so much faster. And in fact, you can do multiple cycles throughout the school year. Remember with letter of the week, it took us almost the entire year to get through the alphabet one time. If we're doing more of a letter of the day approach or a few letters per week, depending on our class, we're gonna be able to get through possibly three cycles of the alphabet just before Christmas break. And then we'll be able to get through two or three more before the end of the school year. So by shortening the length of time, we are really having our little ones repeat, 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 and get a lot of exposure to these letters and sounds. And that is gonna help them so much instead of having it spread out over such a long time. My second tip for you is to try a different cycle to teach the alphabet in. So alphabetical order is one way we can teach the alphabet, but there are so many other ways. You don't have to stick with just one. Research has not identified one specific order that is best for teaching our little ones the alphabet. Alphabetical order is a choice, but there are other ones too. So for example, you could look at the letters in your students' names and you could start there, especially if you're doing this in small group. You could look at the letter frequency, so which letters occur more in words, and you could teach those first. You could also look at the consonants that little ones are able to pronounce sooner, and you can focus on those first, since they will be easier for the little ones to pronounce those sounds. You could decide to focus on letters that have similar shapes when writing them. So if you're teaching the letter name and sound and how to write it, you would be grouping them together based on if they were a tall letter, or if they were a small letter, or if they went down below the bottom line, you could teach them in that way. I like to teach them in an order where after the first few letters, my little ones are already able to blend and read those letters to make words because it's really focused on the reading and having them be able to blend and read. If you're interested in the order that I teach the letters, please comment down below or you can send me an email and I'd be happy to share it with you. 
but you can teach it in a different way besides alphabetical order. I know it might be more confusing for you to keep track of. That's why we like alphabetical order because we know what comes first and what comes next, but it's so much better for our little ones if we teach it in a different order. We also talked about since you're teaching maybe three or four letters a week and you're gonna get through the cycle so much quicker, you could teach it in one way the first cycle. Let's say for example, you did alphabetical order, but then in the second cycle, you could teach it a different way, maybe based on how to write the letter. And in the third cycle, maybe you're doing it based on consonant acquisition, which sounds are easier for our little ones to form. So it's very flexible and you can really based on your class, really differentiate the order that you want to go in. So it doesn't have to be one size fits all. You can see the level of your little ones when they come in and then you can change the order from there. And the third tip I have for you involves when you actually do introduce a letter to your little ones. You want to make sure that you're including all six components of a letter when you introduce it. I have a whole video about those six components. I will link down below and I take you through how I introduce a letter to my class, but I will just quickly go over those components right now. Number one, you of course want to introduce the sound of the letter, but then number two, you want to really focus on how to form that letter in the mouth. What is the tongue doing? What are the teeth doing? Is your voice box on or off? Really focus on the articulation of that sound. Then number three, you're gonna to wanna to introduce the printed letter so that they can see what letter spells that sound. But you see, we did sound first, then we're introducing the printed letter. Number four, you wanna give them a keyword that starts with that sound so that they can remember that letter and sound down the road. Number five, I like to give them a multi-sensory way to remember the letter, which is a sign language sign. So I use animals, I use an animal alphabet, and each animal has a sign, and that is what I teach my little ones so I can help trigger their memory of what the letter and sound is. I have a video all about my animal alphabet that I will link down below, and it includes all the sign language and the free animal alphabet printable if you're interested. And the last component is you wanna focus on how to form the letter, uppercase and lowercase. I think you should focus on uppercase first when your little ones are three to four. And then I think when they're closer to four and a half, five before kindergarten, you wanna focus on lowercase. That's a whole nother video. I will link down below on why I do that. But you really wanna make sure that they know how to form the letter. Form it in the air with skywriting, form it in the sand or rice tray to make it multi-sensory and then also how to form it on paper. So real quick, those are the six components, but like I said, I will link the video down below so you can get more information. But we wanna make sure that we are thoroughly teaching each letter and its corresponding sound. And here's a bonus tip for you. that doesn't have to do with the alphabet per se, but you really wanna focus on phonemic awareness. That is so, so crucial to helping our little ones learn how to read and how to be strong spellers. So what I like to do is when I'm introducing a letter and a sound, I do a lot of phonemic awareness activities with that sound. So for example, if I'm introducing the t sound, I am doing a lot of phonemic awareness with the t sound. I'm having my students blend orally words that start with t, or I'm having my students add the t sound to the beginning of words. I'm asking my students to listen for syllables in words that start with t, like tiger, or typewriter, or I'm having my little ones come up with rhyming words that rhyme with a word that starts with t. I'm doing lots of phonemic awareness with that sound, my target sound for the day.
So make sure however you're introducing the letters, you are including phonemic awareness. Okay, so what do you think? Are you with me? No more letter of the week. If you're interested in reading more, you can find this book on Amazon. It's called No More Teaching a Letter a Week. It has some really good information about why letter of the week is not the best approach and also some ideas of what you can do instead. I also recommend you do any trainings from really great reading or Orton Gillingham based trainings or that you listen to the podcasts that were done by Emily Hanford on how to best teach kids to read. Now that we know better about how kids learn best to read, we wanna do better in our classrooms. And unfortunately, letter of the week is not the best approach. We can definitely do better. We're going to have to restructure and reframe things, but it's going to help our little ones, especially preschool, pre-K and kindergarten, have a better foundation so that when they move on to the more challenging grades, first grade, second grade, and third grade, they are gonna be ready for those reading tasks. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!